Talking about mistakes that you make in your business is super hard. That's why people don't do it. You know when you meet somebody at a very fancy business meeting, could even be over coffee and they're all, yeah, things are super awesome, or we make so much money, or you meet that bro who talks about how it's been our best quarter yet. I usually like to take out a quarter in that moment and show him my best quarter. I hate that crap. They're lying to you. There is no humanly possible way that everybody is always doing their very best and making the most money ever and having their best quarter every quarter. Lies. It's all lies. I send out a daily newsletter. You can find it at foundingmoms.com slash subscribe. And every so often, I include a week of fails. I combed through 4,200,767,525 fails that week, and I find some gems to share with everyone. It always turns out to be my most well-received week of emails because I think people like to read about how I've failed. Uh, It really always makes me feel really great. But really, why does it resonate with so many people? Because everybody fails, right? And of course, we can debate the term later. Failure's not an option, or never let failure get to your heart, or failure's not the opposite of success. It's part of success. Come on. Whatever we want to call it, failure feels like failure. Uh, And I can tell you now, 15 years into running businesses, I love it. Failure is basically what forces me to do and redo and redo and redo. And I want to share with you uh, one of my many, many stories of failure. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? I'm your host, Jill Salzman, here to help mom entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about your business blunders, ways that mom entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons to grow your biz. This week, I'm going to begin at the beginning. I want to tell you my biggest business blunder, which actually happens to be the very first huge business mistake that I ever made. I lost the most amount of money. It involved a very famous band and really highlights what an idiot I was at the beginning of my career in entrepreneurship. The year was 2005. I'm just kidding. It was 2005. I just graduated from law school in Los Angeles, where I'd aced my contracts class and my patent law class. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm not really gloating when I say that. You could take a look at my student debt, which would show you there's nothing to gloat about. Uh, But also, it's a pretty important part of the story later on. So just put a pin in it, will ya? I had just launched my very first business, Paperwork Media, where I managed bands for a living. I sent them out on tour. I did their publicity. I did their booking. I called it Paperwork Media because I wanted to focus on the paperwork and let my artists focus on what they did best, which was music. And I didn't want them to mix the two because if you've ever met a true musician, that person is usually terrible at paperwork. I digress. So I had this client really early on in this business that I really had no business running because I was brand new to the world of entrepreneurship. I didn't know what I was doing. I was testing a lot out on my brand new clients. One of my clients was a singer-songwriter who had a band. The band comprised of four people. And they were really good. They were very pop rock kind of stuff, you know, a modern version of the Beatles. They had a lot of fans. They were loved. And the main man in this band had a lot of hopes and dreams. He saw a lot of those hopes and dreams 
through alcohol. So there was one night where we were chatting and he was throwing back a couple of beers. He said to me, you know, Jill, I'd really love to do a show in Chicago with the Black Crows. You remember the Black Crows. 30 years ago, they were led by brothers Chris and Rich Robinson. They released their debut album, Shake Your Money Maker. And this was their amazing hit song at the time that hooked me. He loved the Black Crows. He wanted to play a gig with them. That's what all of those bands out there struggling and trying to make it want to do. Play with the big boys. So as somebody brand new to entrepreneurship who truly wanted to impress her brand new clients so they would believe that she knew what she was doing. I went to the web. I looked up the Black Crows booking agent and I actually found them. It's pretty easy to do. So I reached out, emailed them and said I was very interested in booking the Black Crows for a show in Chicago. I heard almost immediately from this agent named Ryan. He was the dude who was uh, in charge of getting them gigs everywhere. He was with a huge agency. I can't remember the name of the agency. And I'm pretty confident that the agency might not exist anymore. But I digress. I got on the phone with him and I told him the idea. We wanted to have a show in a month outside in Chicago. My band was going to open up for Chris and Rich and we were going to have a ball. I was just tickled pink that I was even on the phone with him. I mean, wasn't I new at this? It was so amazing. He ended up emailing me a contract. I signed the contract, and then it was time to celebrate. I got back to my client, whose name, by the way, was Tim. I said to him, are you sitting? And he said, no, let's meet up in a bar. I will then sit and you will tell me the news. So we did. I told him all about it. I said all of the details right there that night. They're going to be flying in, get this, on a private helicopter. I was even sent their rider, and I was so excited for some strange reason that there were no green M&Ms listed in the rider. Anyway, we celebrated the night away. And the next day, when he woke up, my client Tim called me, and he said this. Hey, Jill, good morning. I don't want to play a show with the Black Crows anymore. So what are you supposed to say if you're a brand new manager of an up-and-coming band in a brand new company that you run and you don't want to let anybody down. I said, no sweat. I called Ryan, the agent, and I said to him, so we're not interested in doing a show with the Black Crows anymore. And what did he say? He said, no sweat. There was this long pause. And then he said, we accept money by check or credit card. I hung up and I had no idea what he was talking about. He emailed me uh, several days later. He thought that I was avoiding him. And he said, if you weren't paying attention, that contract you signed has a cancellation clause in it. That cancellation clause includes that if you cancel on the Black Crows, you're going to owe us $5,000. What? Again, let me just remind you, I had just started this company. I had no income whatsoever. How was I supposed to pay him $5,000? And by the way, I was so naive that I asked Ryan, so how am I supposed to pay you $5,000? And he suddenly became that Hollywood music agent that, you know, you hear about or see in the movies. 
He just said to me, figure it out. And he hung up on me. So I did. I figured it out. I dipped into my life savings. I collected that $5,000 and I presented it to the agent. In fact, I just shipped off that check in the mail and uh, it hurt. It still hurts to talk about. And some of you might be wondering, why didn't you get your artist to pay for it if he's the one who canceled? And there are many, many reasons. And of course, I could have and we could have gone to court and I could have not taken responsibility. But my my short answer is, I was young. I was naive. I didn't know what I was doing. And I accepted responsibility for the fact that it was my big blunder. Uh, Another really easy answer for you, if you want to go back to this part of the podcast where I mentioned the word alcohol, uh, there was no way I was getting any money from Tim either. So I paid a huge price for something that was not even my fault, except for the fact that I didn't read through that contract all the way through in my enthusiasm, in my excitement, as any new fledgling entrepreneur has. You skip all the bad stuff because you only want the good. I'm such an optimistic entrepreneur anyway, that I usually still to this day love to skip the bad stuff and get to the good stuff because that's where the good stuff lives, right? Uh, So of course, it's so easy to sit on the side of you, dear listener. And say, well, you dum-dum, you should have read the contract. Well, you dum-dum, you shouldn't have even entered into this anyway, because of course something like this would have happened. And I will tell you, in my 20s, starting a brand new company, being able to get on the phone to a connection who was so close to a very famous band at the time, that felt so good, it overrode all those red flags. And I want to mention to you that any time You have, and I'm smiling when I tell you this, because we all have those moments where your gut says to you, "Mm -mm, this is not a good idea. You are going to have a fail ahead of you. It doesn't matter. It usually doesn't matter. And so with time, with patience, and with tuning in to your very finely tuned gut, you will avoid those huge bloopers, like having to pay five grand to a band that didn't need five grand at all, but it was policy and that's what you have to do. So I wish you all a very, very finely tuned gut check when you have a situation presented to you, which might seem to be a little bigger uh, than you had hoped for or might seem too good to be true. I really hope you pay attention to that because in my brain, I am still paying that savings back, even though it's long been paid back for ever since. I still suffer sometimes knowing that I made such a tiny error, but it was a huge one and it taught me a lesson and uh, you bet I have not done it since. And my tool of the week is one of the coolest tools I've seen in a very, very long time. It's called Drive and Listen. If you go to driveandlisten.herokuapp.com, I'm going to spell it for you, driveandlisten.h-e-r-o, K-U-A-P-P dot com. It is an incredible tool. Somebody actually created a situation where you can go click on a city on this site. You can go to Berlin. You can go to Barcelona. You can go to San Francisco and watch scenery. You are driving around the actual city that you're in while you're listening to their local radio station in real time. It's kind of like the best vacation I've come across while you're stuck at home. 
Drive and listen. You don't call, you don't write. Take this number down and call me or text me. 708-872-7878. Dig what you heard? It helps tremendously if you go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and rate it. It'll show you very easily how to rate this podcast. Your ratings help this podcast get to other ear holes that need to hear these ridiculous life lessons that I have to teach. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.